Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On tonight's episode of Fit Club, we talk the sugar myth, the sugar tax, calorie myth, and Ariana Grande's VMA performance and more. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. I've been here all night. Hey. I've been here all day. Don't mind me, I can't sing, but welcome to Fit Club. I am your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com and on social media here with my lovely co-host. And I'm Shaka Smith. You can find me online at Shaka Strong on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And we have a lot to talk about, including Miss Ariana Grande. If you guys watched her video or on the VMAs that just passed, she was getting her soul cycle on along with other workouts, which was so cool. All right, we have a great show. Um, Last week, we kind of left off with the tampon tax. We got some other tax for you. Yeah. All right. So there is a new tax that has started in the UK, which might be, you know, taken over here. Um, it's a tax on sugar. And lawmakers are thinking that if they put a tax on sugar, that it will help stop the obesity dem- epidemic that's going on. What do you think of this? You know, it's so tough because I hate to regulate people's food and what they're eating as long as they're, you know, well-informed public. But it it might be something that needs to happen. We already kind of obviously tax alcohol and tobacco, Mm -hmm. and sugar is on that level. You know, Mm -hmm. so many people worldwide, I believe it's 600 million people worldwide are obese. Mm -hmm. We have, what is it, 42 million of which are children um, that are considered obese or overweight. So it's an epidemic that's on the order of something that should be taxed to kind of uh, hopefully alleviate um, our problems. Yeah, I mean, one can of sugar, one can of soda is 33 to about 55 grams of sugar alone. Yeah, you could call it one can of sugar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that is more than what your sugar intake should be for the day. I think it's 25 grams that you should have a day. So can you imagine? And I know um, this past weekend, um, myself and my boyfriend, who is a former football player, we both went to, for um, the American Diabetes Association, they sent us to a children's camp, um, shout out to Camp Hollywood Land, to educate them and inform them about, you know, exercising, being active, and the importance of eating healthy, quality foods. So, you know, just being at that camp and, you know, seeing the kids you know, I don't think I've seen that many. Not everybody was obese. It was a regular <laughs> camp, but you know, growing up, I don't think I saw that many obese children. And asking them questions, hey, what do you like to eat? A lot of them loved, you know, sugar-filled snacks, the soda, or even the juices. The juices are not even safe, and that's what these lawmakers. They also want to include juice, not just soda, just any drinks or products that have a lot of sugar. And I like this because. Not only are we starting to, you know, force these companies to uh, let us know what's really in their products by putting it on their their labels, but now they have to kind of, you know, unveil that information yeah. because they might get taxed on it. And I feel like if if we don't do something like this, I feel like they're it's just going to get worse. Yeah, absolutely. And what we know is in Mexico in 2013, they mm-hmm. did a 10% sugar tax and prices actually went up by 10%, but what we saw was the purchases fell by 6%. Yeah. And uh for water and non like sugary drinks mm-hmm. it went up 4%. So it definitely made a difference in Mexico, yeah. small, but that small difference is where we need to start seeing some change. Yeah. Unfortunately though for Denmark, they tried yeah. to do this back in 2011, um but they did a food tax 
with um, food that was too high in saturated fat. So if it was more than like 3% saturated fat, they taxed it. And what happened was they started seeing people go across the border to get fatty (laughs) foods. They really wanted their food. So unfortunately, like a year or two later, they had to throw out the tax because everybody was just running somewhere else to get it. But hopefully that will happen here. Hopefully that won't happen here. Mexico's got it. We'll we'll maybe get canned on board and see. I'm interested to see, though, because I know it would be a huge pushback from the food industry because I know that... Well, the sugar lobby, it's yeah, it's a very big lobby. Exactly. And I know that they fund so much of the government programs. Yeah. You know, so it'd be interesting to see if lawmakers actually stick to it because that could be, you know, future dollar bills taken away somewhere else. Yeah, and certainly a tax on sugar would almost make it tantamount to as harmful as alcohol and tobacco. And I, mm-hmm. I think uh, they don't want to be grouped in with that, those two, you know. So we'll see how hard the pushback is, but it looks like a very good idea and maybe it can be enacted on the local level here too. I think it's a great idea. You know, maybe it would even force me to second, you know, guess what I should be purchasing or not. And, you know, what do you guys think of it? You guys watching online or on iTunes? You know, we don't hear from you much, but we know you're out there. (laughs) So if you could please, you know, let us know. What do you think about taxing uh, food industry products that have sugar in it? Do you think it's a good idea, bad idea? Um, Yeah, we want to hear from you. All right, so... Other than sugar, you know, the macronutrient breakdown or ratio, you know, we know our sugar should be low. Yeah. But what about the other ingredients that we should be eating? Our protein intake, our carb intake, fat intake. I know Shaka does the macronutrient count, and especially, you know, that you've done shows, bodybuilding shows like that. I am known for counting calories. I do look at the other things, but can you tell us, or do you know off the top of your head, is there a certain ratio for, you know, your macronutrient intake that you should stick to? Well, yeah, it just, it it really depends because the body is this sort of moving organism, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're trying to gain a certain amount of weight, um, I always find doing about one and a half to two times your body weight in protein Mm -hmm. and same thing with carbs um, to to up that. If you're trying to lose weight, you're going to decrease those numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's going to be very goal specific. And then it's going to be also body specific. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be what they call a hard gainer. gainer. Mm -hmm. Um, You might be an ectomorph or a mesomorph. Okay, so let's break that down for our listeners who don't know. So there's three different body types. Um, There's the ectomorph, which is kind of like somebody who's naturally thin, naturally skinny. You You know those people out there. If you're one of them... Lucky you, where you can literally eat anything and you will not gain a pound. Then there is a mesomorph, who is, which I would consider Shaka, Uh, you know, an athlete, muscular, not saying it's not natural. You do work for your body, but I feel like it's the combination of everything. And then then there's me, endomorph, a little (laughs) thick and broad, but I also do work out and try to eat clean. So those are the three different body types. Yeah, so we're, we're hearing that for those different body types if you what category you fall into there may be some optimal ratio so they're saying Mm -hmm. for the ectomorph the really thin guy that you know just can't even put on weight Mm -hmm. but 25 percent protein 55 percent carbohydrates and 20 percent fat Mm -hmm. because we know that the carbohydrates they eat are just running through them so quickly so they're going to up that number to have a good maintenance amount Mm -hmm. um for a mesomorph not as carbohydrate sensitive, but so they'll have 30% protein, 40% carbohydrates, and 30% fat. So a little bit lower on the carbohydrates, a little bit more protein for the muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the endomorph, you're going to see 35% protein and 25% carbs and 40% fat. 
And what you're seeing here with the carbs is keeping the carbs very, very low. The fat, and we're looking at healthy fats here to keep you full and satiated, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that that person who has a slower metabolism mm-hmm. is going to remain lean. Uh, you know, it's so funny is um, I'm, you know, my day job. I am a fitness manager at an all women's gym, and we had one um, one of the trainers. She swears by only eating fruit. Right? Yeah. She's like, that's what keeps me thin. That's what keeps me beautiful. Then I have another trainer who is gorgeous. We call her a glam glamma because she's a grandma. She's like, uh-huh, you know, yeah. but she is just, she does bikini shows. She's just gorgeous. And she is heavy on like the protein yeah. and low carbs. Yeah. And then we have some girls, you know, who eat a lot of carbs, but they're probably the ectomorphs where they yeah. can like just burn it off easily, you know, and they're, they're naturally lean. But one of the girls, the one that eats a lot of fruit, she was telling the glamma who, um, does the, you know, the bodybuilding to just stick to fruit, try to do fruit that she'll drop. But everybody is different. And let me tell you, her stomach blew up because all the natural sugar in her body is used to eating and processing protein. Uh-huh. And sugar, you know, there there are carbs and sugar, yeah. you know, even though it's natural sugar. Yeah. So it's just so funny to see what works for one person and work, work yeah. for another person. And again, and this comes back down to the different body types, but it's just yeah. it's fascinating to see and, that. And- and you can't always go to the extreme because maybe if you'd added a little bit of the fruit, yeah, that and that's what I been, told but her. But you probably yeah, yeah, yeah. tried that. Oh yeah, she went extreme. Yeah. And I know for me, being an endomorph, I have to really be careful with the carbs. Yeah. I have to be well, carb sensitive because yeah. it just go to all the wrong places. <laughs> well, in the bodybuilding world, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know this at the time, but you know, fruit's a big no-no, if, especially if you're getting ready for mm-hmm. competition because of all the sugar. But I didn't know this, and I wanted to do like a cleanse before I did my one of my shows, and so I probably did maybe. Maybe 14 days of just smoothies. But I would have protein in the smoothies, a little yeah, protein yeah, powder, yeah. and then I would just chock full of fruit and veggies. Chock full of fruit and veggies. I looked, you know, I looked really, really good. Probably the mm-hmm. best I'd looked to that date in my mm-hmm. life. And people said, you can't be eating fruit. But it didn't affect me that way. Yeah. And I found for my body eating just raw vegetables, raw fruit, blending it with the protein and making sure I got the protein in there, mm-hmm. my body responded wonderfully. Yeah. So you have to do a little trial and error. So mm-hmm. some things may work for you, but some things might not you have work. a general framework. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you watched what we kind of talked about in the opening of the show, the VMAs, you saw just a lot of references to fitness. I mean, from the celebrities walking on the red carpet, they did look amazing. Um, Who's your favorite? Did you have any favorites Uh, there? No red carpet favorites, but Uh what we're about to probably get into is Uh that Tiana Taylor, that she stole the whole VMA show. I'll tell you, Beyonce killed it, but everybody was talking about Uh Tiana Taylor. Her body was on point. It was literally like, you know, flash dance um, meets, I don't know, today's hip hop. (laughs) But it was was crazy. And um, if you guys don't know who Tiana Taylor is, she is um, a choreographer, dancer, singer, who I guess mother, exactly, mother, who didn't really get, I I feel like, the notoriety that she she should have gotten. But this video, trust me, she's going to get it. So she just had a baby about less than a year ago with her husband, who is an NBA player. And if you haven't watched the video, stop this right now. Type in YouTube, uh, Fade Kanye West, because she is the lead in his video. And you don't even see him in it. That's how amazing she is in it. Oh, yeah. I I didn't think about that fact. Exactly. It's just her. And then later on, you see her husband and um, her child. But her 
abs are on point. Yeah. Her booty is on point. You could tell that thing is real. Yeah. And it just amazes me that somebody who just had a baby yeah. is just killing it. Now, she's um, in a gym, but she's not working out. She's doing choreography, but she has like kind of like the flash dance workout type of clothes on. Yeah. But she is just moving her body yeah. and just looking amazing. Yeah, and it shows you you can get that body back even after having kids. Yeah. And what's very important about being fit after children is being fit before children. Exactly, and, and that's yeah. something that she was. If you notice, her body looks almost identical. Yeah. Those abs are there before she had a baby and yeah. after she had a baby. And I've actually been doing some research um, about you know working out before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and it, after pregnancy. It's so important. It's so good, not only for you to help with the delivery, with bouncing back, but also for your child. For the, child. the risk of diabetes can be raised depending on how active you are during your pregnancy for your kid. Mm -hmm. So your kid might be more at risk for diabetes 30, 40 years from mm -hmm. now based on your activity. Mm -hmm. And it also helps um, prevent your child from being colicky or having um, sleep issues because when you're moving around and I guess making a lot of noise or lifting weight, the baby is used to trying to sleep in an atmosphere that is uncomfortable. Yeah. So when they get delivered and they're born, they're <laughs> yeah, they're used to it. So they sleep better through the night. So I found that really interesting. But yeah, shout yeah. out to Tiana Taylor who killed it. Um, the only thing I was a little disappointed when I was doing research on her is that she admitted she doesn't work out. She only dances and that she eats what Whatever she wants, that yeah. she actually has a hard time gaining weight. So that would make her but the guess, ectomorph. Yeah, I'm guessing she's like dancing a lot every day. I'm assuming yeah. she must be doing hours and hours of even dancing. The even the dancing with the stars contestants, they get on that thing and they oh, just yeah, drop, they drop weight. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dancing with the stars, yeah. do you see the lineup for. I've seen most of it. It's looking pretty good. We have a yeah. couple Olympians yeah, on there. Yeah, some shocking Olympians. Uh, you know, Ryan, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't get dropped. Yeah, we got Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Lochte's on mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, and, um, what's her name? Hernandez, the gymnast. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, was it Allie? I don't know. Yeah. They call her yeah. Little Shakira, so she yeah. should should be good. Um, but we've seen um, also on the VMAs Ariana Grande, who was shaking those hips side to side on those bikes. Now, if you watch the video that she has for the song Side to Side, before you even saw the the uh, VMAs, you'll see that it's literally like a soul cycling class. Yeah. And I love that, you know, and this isn't the first video that's out right now. Even Britney Spears' new video, yeah. um, she has like a a glimpse of Orange Theory and Ad for oh, Orange yeah, yeah. Theory. That, yeah. And it's funny because my first Orange Theory class, if you don't know what Orange Theory is, it's kind of like a Barry's boot camp. It's like um, different, I guess, um, you know, sections of training. You bounce back and forth from the treadmill to the to the roll machine to T-Rex. But in Britney Spears' video, she, um, she kind of references to Orange Theory. In my first Orange Theory class, there was this big security guard. I'm like, who, who is here? Yeah. You know, I didn't even realize it was Britney Spears. She was oh, really? in my class. <laughs> and I, I, I remember um, they were playing music, and they didn't play not one Britney Spears song, <laughs> probably because she said, well, yeah, listen, like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, yeah, you're seeing a lot of references to the new and, you know, cool type of workouts that we yeah. have going on. But, yeah, Ariana Grande, she was on um, that bike. They had a little routine going on for Soul Cycle, But it was funny, too, because she was out of breath while she was singing <laughs> and that just shows you how much of a workout yeah. it really really She's was. She's got on that Beyonce plan my god that Ex was that was she, a heck of a performance. Yeah. yeah she never out of breath. Yeah that that, was just, yeah. that woman is 
Yeah, she's training hard. <laughs> Amazing. But still, my favorite workout video is Kanye's workout plan. Oh, yeah. Love All right. it. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have, um, I guess, another uh, celebrity topic that has to do with fitness. It's mm-hmm. Idris Elba. He is going to be in a new documentary based on him, who is a fighter. He is getting ready to become, um, you know, a kickboxer who's going to fight his first fight in Cuba. And it's funny because... You see these celebrities and you think, like, that's that's what they wanted to do when they grow up. They always yeah. wanted to be a singer, an actor. But actually for Idris, his dream was always to become a professional kickboxer. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see him, you know, put his acting career on the back burner just to pursue his dream yeah. of kickboxing. Yeah, I think we all have multiple dreams. So it's good to see him just say, you know, forget, I'm going to pursue this and yeah. even kind of do something cinematic with it as well. Yeah. And it wasn't until recently that this was announced, but he would, you know, um, I guess subliminally, subliminally, <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Uh, Anyways, Uh, he would give these references online on his social media, um, like little workout videos of him kickboxing, him in the gym, him cutting up, but he didn't reveal what it was was, for. And now it's finally out that it's going to be for a kickboxing movie. And he's 43, so he's doing this, you know... Age is no... And this is what surprises me. not change your discipline or what you can do at whatever age. Exactly. This is what surprises me about him is because he um, said that there was rumors that he was going to be the Bond, James Bond, in the next Bond movie. And he unfortunately um, put those rumors to rest. He said that he feels that he's too old to be running around and chasing cars and jumping on things. So I'm like, okay, you're too old for that, but you're going to become a professional kickboxer. Well, you know, I think he's probably used to running around and with <laughs> the girls and martinis. And <laughs> so he might be tired of what he's already oh, used to. Oh, I see what you're <laughs> yeah. saying. Good one. Okay, yeah. Um, but what I did look up for you guys is I got some a little, um, a little more information about uh, Idris and kind of his workout regimen and what he's eating. Um, so for abs, his secret is leg raises. And that's probably why he has that beautiful V-cut. And if you guys are watching, you'll probably see uh, on the screen what I'm talking about. Uh Um, He also said that he loves the sparring, the speed drills, everything that comes with the the boxing and the kickboxing. Uh, As for breakfast, he does a healthy cereal, Cheerios. Um, He loves his eggs for his protein. Um, And then he admits that if he slacks off, he does gain a lot of weight quickly. Okay, so he, so, so he might actually be in that mesomorph category, yeah. or maybe even um, with maybe even ectomorph, but a little bit older, metabolism slows. Yeah. yeah, so I found that interesting. But if you guys want to catch him um, in this documentary, it's not going to be until 2017. Um, they'll have it on the Discovery Channel, but I'm pretty sure that we could watch the actual fight in October somewhere. I'll, I'll get the yeah. channel or whatever <laughs> it is once it airs, but I'm I'm a little nervous for him. His, his face is his moneymaker. We can't mess that up. So Idris, please be careful. Do not get kicked in the face. <laughs> All right, so there is this um, amazing book that I am reading right now that um, I actually got emailed um, from somebody who watched my show on um, A&E, and he said that, hey, um, that he lost a lot of weight, and he felt that he could you know, really sympathize with my client, even though that I did a great job, but he knew that the workout and I guess the prescription that I was giving him 
wouldn't work for JD because he saw himself in JD. And he said what changed his life was the calorie myth. Now, in the show, I do say, you know, um, count calories, but I feel like they really didn't dive all the way into it. I like to count not just calories, but macronutrients, Um, you know, how much protein, how how much carbs, how much sugar, all that stuff. So, you know, a lot of people out there go by this counting calories. You know, they do a thousand calories or less and that should make them skinny. But what this book is saying is that actually you can eat more calories and work out less and lose weight. And for um, the fan that was watching the show that sent me this book, he lost over, I think, 125 pounds in less than a year by doing this. And I'll kind of dive into it. It's by um, Jonathan Baylar. He's a New York Times bestseller. This isn't his only book on the shelves that you can find. But what I liked about him in this book is that he kind of explains that Hormones have a huge impact on weight loss, and he kind of talks about the set point. We all have a set point, and I realized this doing the show because, you know, the producers would say, you know, you have to eat 5,000 calories a day to gain weight. In the first two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, I wasn't gaining enough weight, and they're like, you're not eating enough. We don't believe you. They would stick ice cream in my face and make me eat it in front of them. And I kept on telling them, listen, my body is not used to this. My body's metabolism is still fast. My body is trying to stay at a certain weight. And now I'm realizing it's the set point that the author is talking about. And Um, it's the same thing. Yeah, but when you were gaining weight, what were you initially having? Were you having clean food with just a lot of them? No. I I was... It was so disgusting. I actually... I was having tons of headaches, and I was feeling nauseous all the time. So the nutritionist um, or the dietitian on the show, we had to actually cut back from all that and start eating, I guess, healthier versions yeah. because it was just too much for me to process. Yeah. So it was funny. You would think yeah. that I was, was high-saturated yeah. fat, like beer, wow. like all that stuff. But still, my body, it was used to that set point. And it wasn't until about month two that it started breaking out of that set yeah. point and that I started gaining the weight. And, and the it was, hormones started to kick in and change. Exactly. Yeah. And then it started wreaking havoc on my whole body. But um, the set point um, that the author is talking about is kind of explaining that everybody naturally has a weight that they want to stick to. And you know that if you just do the calories in, calories out... It's not really accurate because you see people who are obese or overweight and they eat so many calories a day. But if you do the math, if they ate, you know, 5,500 calories a day for so many years, they should be 200 pounds, you know, even heavier. And you don't see that. Usually, you know, I know obese people in my family who are kind of at the same weight they've always been at. They're heavy, but you would think that they would have gained more point. And again, it's because their body is trying to stay at a a set point. So genetics, hormones, um, all those things play into it. And healthy calories or the the quality of the calories that you're eating, eating is really important. Um, And your exercise, all those things play into this. Um, Something that he says in the book is that 
And I like how he explains it. He, he explains it like a clogged sink. Yeah. Hormonally and biochemically clogged. That's when we eat low-quality food and our bodies can no longer respond to the signals from our hormone to our brain that would otherwise enable us to burn body fat automatically. Yeah. So what you're doing um, when you're eating processed, highly processed food, high sugar, it's like getting your brain drunk. So it can't send you that signal, you know, um, you're full or, or, yeah. or stop eating or burn that fat. It doesn't send that signal. Yeah. And then it throws off the hormones and it throws off your metabolism set point yeah. and it makes it higher. Yeah. So it's all, it's about the quality of the calories too. Mm-hmm. So it's a, caloric intake is important, but it's also about the quality of calories. If you're getting a thousand calories from Cheeseburgers from a you know a local restaurant versus that thousand calories from fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. and nuts. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna your body's gonna have a completely different response. Yeah, and when you're eating clean, you should be able to eat. A, I mean, yeah. you can eat, you know, two thousand calories yeah. or more of salads a day if it's healthy and the yeah. the dressing is healthy. When it comes to fruits and vegetables, you get so much good enzymatic activity within your cells that help keep you young and youthful and keep your cells all producing at a great rate. And when you're not having that healthy food, but you're getting in other forms, that process doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys out there, please pick up this book. Let me know. I tried to, I tried my best to kind of explain what's going on in the book, but so far I've been reading it and it's even motivating me. It's really, you know, informative. And, and if you want some motivation, you can work out less. They did a, they did a study where mm-hmm. um, on a regular Western diet, one group worked out for 40 minutes a day, six days a week, aerobic activity. The other group um, ate the same diet, but they worked out about 60% less. And it turns out this group had a 21% decrease in body fat, um, and they had a 9% increase in lean muscle. And they worked out 60% less. And it's amazing. There's so many studies in this book similar to this one explain, prove to you scientifically that, you know, the quality of your calories is really important and the quality of your workouts. Like you were saying, you don't have to work out every single day all the time, but it's about the quality of your workouts. And if the diet is right, you can work out less. So if you need some motivation, mm-hmm. then that's it, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you need some motivation and you're sick of your regular workout team, you might want to try surfing. Now, you can either get out in the waves, on the water, or you can do something like sandbox fitness, which I recently tried oh. and had such a good time. Um, basically, you know, you're indoors, you're in a sandbox, there's sand, but you're on a lifted surfboard and it, it feels like there's BOSU balls underneath. So you really have to like balance. And um, I have a little clip for you guys. If you're watching, you can see me attempt. It's a quick clip, but nice. it'll kind of give you the gist of the workout. No sign. Awesome, what do you have for me? Alright, let's do it. And it's our song. This actually was the hardest, the core, to like balance. I actually fell so many times during the recording of this, but we cut that out. 
All right, you guys. So that was just a little clip of me at Sandbox Fitness. Shout out to Mina, who, you know, kind of schooled me on how to get a great workout on these surfboards. Now, do you do any surfing or have you ever tried um, this type of workout before? I haven't tried that. I've been surfing before, but I love that because you don't need the water to go out and kind of get stronger at Mm -hmm. surfing and like build that base of strength. Um, yeah, so I, I, I love it because it's really yoga almost on the water. Exactly. Just, it, it, mm-hmm. There's a lot of that kind of movement involved, and then it, there's also a little strength training and conditioning. So it makes it a great workout. Oh, yeah. I felt it everywhere the next day, um, especially, like I was saying, in my core. That was probably the hardest part because you're on there working out, but you really have to work on your balance, and your flexibility is key. Yeah. You know, if you can't bend down and you're not flexible to do certain moves, it just makes the entire workout that much harder. But if you guys are interested and you're in the area and you guys want to try Sandbox Fitness, please tell them that Fallon sent you. Ask for Mina. She is one of the owners, and trust me she will take care of you hopefully maybe we can go there one day together yeah yeah. do a little segment (laughs) that'll be good all right you guys we have a um cool recipe for you i love me some fried chicken (laughs) and i know shaka probably loved it before too what is is your replacement for fried chicken what do you eat Uh, I, I don't really have a replacement for fried chicken. Well, I do like uh, Beyond uh, Beyond Meat. They do this great pea protein chicken. So I haven't tried to like encrust it or anything. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's what I use for chicken. I know once um, I had at a restaurant buffalo cauliflower. Oh, like, so amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was I've had that so good. That's like one of my favorites. So if you guys are watching and you want a cool recipe, you can either use the chicken or, you know, maybe try it with cauliflower. cauliflower I'm yeah. going to pull up the recipe right now. But it's oat. Oats crusted chicken with lemon yogurt sauce. Um, you know, instead of using the white flour, what you're going to do is use oatmeal because uh, oats yeah. is pretty good with everything. I'm just trying to pull it up. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> All right. So I'm also going to tweet this out. So if you don't have a pen, if you're, say, listening in your car, um, I will have this. So when you get in the kitchen, you can actually have everything. So for the oats crusted chicken, you're going to use four large chicken breasts or maybe you can do the cauliflower, Um, one egg. And as you know from previous shows, if you don't want to use the eggs, you can Can use use garbanzo beans. Yeah, aquafaba. Aquafaba from the garbanzo beans, the liquid. Um, You're going to do one and a half cups of oats. You can use canola oil um, or any type of oil that you like to use. You prefer smoked paprika, two teaspoons, garlic powder, Ground cumin, salt, water, and then for the sauce, and this is key too, um, you're going to use plain non-Greek yogurt, um, three cups. You're going to use one medium lemon, garlic clove, uh, fresh dill, salt and pepper, and you're going to bake it instead of frying it. And that's one of the keys to this is, you know, we're trying to make it healthy. We're trying to give you a great recipe that you'll enjoy, you know, uh, more healthy fats, more, you know, good for you. So definitely put it in the oven. It's going to take about, let's see how long to cook, Um, about 35 minutes to cook. And this... It's actually for four servings, so either two people or four people can eat this, depending how many you know how many servings you want. <laughs> but um, it's about four hundred calories. But again, the macronutrient breakdown of it 
is what's more important than the calorie count. So it's really yeah. good for you. And you can pair this with anything, um, quinoa, if you want to do vegetables, it tastes great. What do you like your um, your your meals with? What side yeah. dishes do you enjoy? I, I love a lot of quinoa. Um, I like a lot of like veggies, like it's kind of steamed, almost still raw, but not too, yeah, not too cooked, yeah. All right, so this will be my dinner tonight. I will go home and cook this. <laughs> if you guys cook this, let us know. Uh, what do you think of it? Did you add anything to it that kind of spiced it up? Um, we're interested in hearing from yeah, you guys. Absolutely. All right, so that is it for tonight's Fit Club. But next week, don't go yet. We got to talk about next week. Yeah. We have a very special guest, Shaka. Tell us more about her. Oh, we have Autumn Calabrese coming in. Um, she is a beach body trainer. Um, she is of the Twenty One Day Fix, and now she's got a new uh, a new DVD coming out called Country Heat. Country so, Heat. Country Heat. <laughs> so we are totally excited to welcome Autumn uh, next week. Yeah, I'm excited for this because I've seen her all over the place on Beachbody, especially a lot of my clients do her 21-day fix. Yeah. So I'd love to get her in here and see, you know, did she come up with it? Did Beachbody yeah, come she, up with it? Did she collaborate on yeah. it? And I know she has a, a cooking show, too, with yeah. her brother, right? Yeah, she's a real deal. Uh, just great energy. Mm-hmm. Just a really great person aside from fitness and then mm-hmm. just so much fitness knowledge. So it'll be a lot of fun having all her. All right, so if you guys have questions for her please let us know ahead of time so we can ask her and we will shout you out on the show so we are looking forward to next week thank you for tuning into the club every week if you want to contact me um, talk to me tweet me ask me questions hit me up on social media at fit with fallon and where can they find you shaka and as always guys you can find me on twitter instagram and snapchat at shaka strong and i just want to give a little shout out to shaka's next show he does the after show for green leaf on bh and a very special Oprah will be calling in. So I'm an Oprah fan. I will be tuning in on the way, the drive home. So I'm I'm proud of you, Shaka. You're doing good things. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned, guys. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.